Easter Sunday, Easter Day, Easter has arrived. We thank you, Lord, that we celebrate because you are alive. You are here among us by the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that on Easter Sunday, the stone was rolled away, the tomb was empty, and you had been brought back to life. And we thank you that that changes everything. Help us this morning to recognise again what it means for you to be alive. Help us this morning to worship you with all our hearts, our souls, our mind and our strength. Help us to enjoy this time in your presence and speak to us again that we might know you are the living God who can transform and change our lives. We give you this time, Lord, and ask that your spirit would move. In Jesus' name, Amen. Please be seated. I appreciate that you've all dressed up for this morning. It's really good. And I want to thank you because, you know, it's church and you've dressed in normal clothes. But you're really not ready. I, on the other hand, am ready for this occasion. I am dressed in my active wear. And I'm ready. You all seem to be looking at me like I'm a bit weird and there's something odd going on. But I really don't understand it. Because if you've looked at the Bible, if you've read the Easter story, I mean, has anyone read it? Yes. Oh, hold on. Egg. Here we go. Another egg there. Well done. Okay. You see? Wonderful. But you're still not ready because in the Easter story, on Easter Sunday... Everyone is running. Have you not noticed? Everyone is running. I just read it to you. People were running. Everyone's running. Mary, Mary, Joanna, Salome, they all run. They go to the tomb. The tomb is empty. They run. They don't just potter along. They run. They might even have been in their active wear. Well, I doubt it because they weren't ready for it. But then they go... And they tell, you know, Peter and John. And and what do they do? They run. Everyone runs on Easter Sunday. So why are you not ready? I'm ready. I'm in my active gear. I'm ready to run. Everyone runs. In fact, there is more running in the one passage in the book of John than there is in the whole of the other Gospels put together. If you want to run... Easter Sunday is the day to run. I am clearly prepared for this, but you are clearly not. So, we're going to prepare together. If you are able to, please stand, if you would. And we're going to just warm up, okay? Because you've got to warm up the muscles if you're going to run. Not really sure how to do this because I never really warm them up. We'll start by a few stretches. Link hands, stretch up, stretch up. Everyone doing it? Yeah, wonderful. And on the toes, and on the toes. In fact, in Pilates, we do this in Pilates. She goes, arms up and go deep. Apart from the pews, watch your head. And up. And reach and reach, stretch those sides, stretch those sides, and reach and reach, and arms out. 
contract the muscles, and then she tells us everywhere you're supposed to contract them. I just contract everything, <laughs> because I figure that will cover it all. And onto the toes. And transfer your weight onto your right. And balance. Lift your left up. Oh, you're very... Are you actually doing it? <laughs> no, you're not. And go deep. And up. And reach. And reach. And reach. And stretch those sides. Stretch those sides. Reach. 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 And jog. And jog. Jog. Gently at first. Gently. And out. And out. And out. And up. And out. And up. You're all just doing your own thing now, aren't you? And out. And up. And turn. And turn. And go deep. Oh, dear. Oops, the mic's still on, isn't it? Oh. And relax. Are you warmed? Are you ready? I think you may be seated. Right, let's get ready then. Ready for our high energy quiz. Oh, hold on. Oh, my glasses are stuck. Oh, yeah, chick. Right, are you ready? High energy quiz. There are eggs as prizes. Get ready. I bought these. And it said, warning, these are not real glasses. (laughs) I was hoping it might help me to see. Uh, They also won't protect me against the sunlight. Okay. Are you ready? We have an Easter quiz. Ready? Ready for applause? High energy? When you think you know the answer to this question, I want you to jump up. Or if you can't jump up, because I'm well aware that some people can't, I want you to shout as loud as you can. If you can jump, you need to jump and shout, Yes, I know this! Okay? Gosh, I'm exhausted. Okay, right. I've got to find a good one. I can't actually see. These are not real glasses. True or false? True or false? Easter always occurs between March the 22nd and April the 25th. I know this. Brilliant. And the answer is? True or false? True. It is true, round of applause. Eggs for you. Wonderful. Oh, would you like one too? Okay. There you go. 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 Wonderful. Oh, if you're not allowed eggs, um, just tell me. Okay, right, that was a good start, but I'd like more, more active wear. Yes, I know this! Hmm. Okay, I'll just go now. Okay, tulips are part of which family of flowers? Tulips are part of... Oh, brilliant! Yes! Don't fall. Don't. Danger. Close. Lily. Lily. Yes. Excellent. Can you catch? 
question. Which animal... I can't actually see. These are not real, but actually they make everything a bit blurred. Which animal is used in Australia instead of an Easter rabbit? Oh, you know this! Yes. Do you mean a bilby? <laughs> With long ears and a mouth. Yes! Correct! Well done. What? Oh! Oh, never mind. Oh, good. Round of applause, please. Okay. Next question. Which Easter cake is topped with marzipan? And a... <laughs> yes! We had like three people. Okay, um, um, yes. Similar cake. Oh, yes, correct. Okay. Whew. That was exciting. Okay. The daffodil is the national flower of which country? Wales. Yes, we're on a, we're on a roll now. Ooh. Okay, next question. The most famous Easter parade is held in which American city? Yes. New York. Yes, correct. Oh, no. And go deep. Oh. Okay. What do you call a group of bunnies? A group of... What do you call a group of bunnies? A herd. But that was close, wasn't it? Another egg? Do you want another one? Yeah, another one. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Nearly got hit on the head. A group of bunnies is a herd. Who knew? Yeah, okay. Which, oh, which Easter treat contains raisins or currants and is topped with a glazed cross? <laughs> Yes. Pop cross bun. Yes, correct. Well done. Okay. What is the name given to the trumpet-shaped springtime bloom? The the trumpet-shaped springtime bloom. Well, you were jumping at ages. Yes. Daffodil. Correct. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a really really bad throw. Okay, we'll have two more questions. All right. The Easter Bunny originated in the 1700s in which country? I know you have about four eggs. Okay, yes. Germany. Germany. Yes, Germany. Oh dear, I'm really sorry. Question. The first chocolate Easter egg was made by which company? Oh, do you? Fries. Fries, yes! Yeah. Wonderful. And um, do you know the do you know the year for another extra egg? 1863. Three. Yes! Oh no! Hooray! Excellent! Okay, and um, do you know when the first Cadbury's, anyone know when the first Cadbury's Easter egg was made? 
okay, yes? <laughs> yes, yes? 1994. Uh, could not quite. Any other guesses? Yes. Yes. No. Shall I tell you? 1875. Look at an egg. For me. That was exhausting. Don't you think that was exhausting? No, you're all sitting there watching me. Oh, shall I take these off now? You did very well. Very well in the quiz, which was an Easter quiz which was all about bunnies and flowers and chocolate and springtime. You did very well in the quiz that was all about celebrating a certain time of year. And, you know, I went into the shops the other day and I looked around at all the Easter things and I saw the usual, obviously, lots of eggs. There were bunnies and there were Easter hats and there were things like that. But then there was also Easter tablecloths and there was Easter earrings, and there were Easter trees. Anyone got an Easter tree? We have an Easter tree. And there were Easter decorations. So there was a big green bunny you could put in your lounge, just as a decoration. And there was also Easter crackers. (laughs) Who knew? So I'm like, Easter crackers, what is in an Easter cracker? Because it's got to be something Easterish. No, it's a gift, a joke, and a hat. Is that not just a cracker? A Christmas cracker at Easter. It was bizarre, really, because I was going around and I thought, Easter is just another excuse to celebrate Christmas again, except at a different time of year. You've got the food, you've got the chocolates, you've got the tablecloths, you've got the hats, you've got the crackers. You've got everything that you would have at Christmas, but at Easter. And that's exciting for a lot of people. But, you know, then I looked at all that stuff and I thought, not one of those things. Not bunnies, not crackers, not tablecloths, not food. Not one of those things would make me run. Chocolate might, and I could elbow a few people out of the way and trip a few up to get to it, but not one of those things would make me run. It wouldn't make me run like Joanna and Salome and Mary and Mary ran from the tomb. It wouldn't make me run like Peter and John ran to the tomb. Not one of those things would make me run. They're exciting, they're okay, but they wouldn't make me run as fast as I could to get to something. Which made me think, what makes us run? Two minutes, talk to each other. What makes you run? Oh, there obviously are some crazy people in here, Emma, Simon, who just run for fun. But what would make you run, really run to get somewhere? Have a chat. Two minutes. What would make you run? Okay, let's see, what do we have? We have a lot of hands up. Yes, what would make you run? Playing game. Oh, if someone said there's a game going on over here, you would run to go and play it. Wonderful, yes. What would make you run? Miranda. You see someone you love, your sons, you'd run to meet them. Yes, what would make you run? Football would make you run. 
Imagine if you're coming up the stairs into the stadium and you hear a noise, would you run up to see what's happening? It's exciting. Yes? Get to the bus stop and remember you've left the gas on. Oh, that would make you run. Remember you left the gas on. I've done that with the iron. That made me run. Yes? If you lost Bunny... Mummy, oh, not bunny, <laughs> mummy, oh yes, that would make you run, yes. You'd run. Would you trip people up? Yes. That would be bad, that's so bad, this is so bad. Yes, oh yes. Run to meet a friend, yes, yes. You'd run for sweets? Of course. I mean, you know, I didn't say that just because, but... Have you got your hand up? What would you run for? To... Ice lollies! Of course you would! Yes. Being late for training. Being late for something, yes. We've got lots of reasons why we'd run. Some of them are to get things, some of them to meet people, some of them if we're late for something... Do you know, there's reasons why people ran at Easter as well. This is how it happened. Mary was going to the tomb. And she wasn't going to the tomb because she expected something to have happened. Often we read the story these days and we think, well, she would know that there's something going on. But she didn't. She was going to the tomb because she was going to put spices and herbs on Jesus' body to try and preserve it. She was going to do what every single woman did when someone close to them died. And when she got there, she was wondering to herself on the way, how am I going to move the stone? Because it's a huge thing. But when she got there, the stone was moved. And that's when she ran. Did she run because she was excited? Did she run because she was frightened? Did she run because she didn't know what to do and she wanted someone to help her? Could have been all of those reasons, but she ran. And she ran back to the only people she knew might know what to do. And that was Simon Peter who was there, and John. And as soon as they heard that the stone had been moved, they ran as well. Why did they run? Did they run because they were excited? Did they run because they were scared? Did they run because they just needed to know what was happening? Did they run because they thought someone was messing around with Jesus' body? We don't know why they ran. But they ran because they needed to know. And when they got there, well, John arrived first and he stopped. He didn't go in because, I don't know, was he nervous? Was he scared? Did he not know what to do? He stood and he looked. And then Simon Peter, well, he ran straight in. But if we know anything about Simon Peter, he just runs straight into anything. And he ran into the middle of the tomb and he looked around and he found the grave clothes that covered the body, and they weren't all wrapped up in a pile as if someone had ripped them off and and thrown them or as if someone had pulled them off the body. They were lying there like a body had just disappeared and left the clothes flat, like if you were dressed and suddenly I disappeared and my clothes were just here. And he didn't know what to do. And then John came in, and the Bible says he believed. He believed that Jesus had risen from the dead. I want you to take a look at this clip of DVD on the screen.
We run for many reasons. But you know, Peter and John didn't run to the tomb that day because they thought it was empty. They didn't run because they thought there was no one there. They ran because of what this was going to mean. Because if the tomb was empty, if there was no one in there, if Jesus' body was gone, it could mean only one thing. That all the things that he had ever said were true. It could mean only one thing. That the worst thing that could ever happen to anyone in the whole of the world had been beaten. It could mean one, only one thing. That Jesus was alive. That he had risen from the dead. That love had beaten death. That the world had changed. And it could never go back to what it was. They ran because of what this might mean for their lives. They ran because of what it might mean for their society. They ran because of what it might mean for the entire world. They ran because life had been changed forever. Because if God was alive and he could beat death, then everything was transformed. Love had won. Do you know, for me, personally, that means that there is someone who knows me completely, who knows all the horrible, nasty thoughts I think on my worst days, all the horrible things I've ever said, all the horrible things that I've ever done, all the things that I hide from everyone else because I'm too ashamed myself to know them. They know all those things and they love me completely and they will always accept me and always welcome me and always forgive me that's what it means for me personally if Jesus is alive I will always have someone who will never reject me even if everyone else does and who understands me even when I think that no one understands me but for the world it means something entirely bigger than that It means that the systems that we buy into today, the political powers that we're under that we think can never change, the things that are so horrible and evil have all been defeated. Love has transformed everything. And one day, things will be brought to perfection. And that's why we celebrate and that's why we worship. I have a clock in my office it's this one it's not my clock it's Joshua's clock Um, and the reason it's in my office is because um, well the hands were sort of forced at one point to move when they shouldn't and so it got put away in my office and it lies behind me on the desk and it ticks away behind me sometimes quite irritating sometimes quite soothing Ticks, ticks, ticks. But the hands don't move. Sometimes I try and make them move, but that, we've tried that. That doesn't work. It's got numbers on it. It looks like a clock. It sounds like a clock. But whatever I try and do, it's broken. It's not really a clock anymore. And, you know, it makes me think about Easter. We talk about Jesus defeating death. And then we sit here and go, well, people still die. How's that true? Makes me think of that clock. You know, yes, there is still death, 
And yes, people still die. And yes, it is still really painful and the most awful thing that can ever happen. But really, although there is still death, death is broken. Just like this clock. It ticks, looks like a clock, but it's broken. It doesn't work. Death still acts like death and evil still acts like evil. But at the heart of it, it is totally and utterly broken. It's never going to work. And one day, it will be totally and utterly destroyed and something new will come about. But for now, we have a choice. Do we follow the broken system that we can so easily think is working? Or do we choose this new way that Jesus has brought about through Easter? The way of life the way of love, the way of grace and forgiveness, the way that is so hard in a world that looks like it's working, but actually it is broken. Which way do we choose? The empty tomb gives us a choice. The resurrected Lord gives us a new way to live. But the choice is ours. It's ours to take. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast or so far in all her life. She felt she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clear, fresh air. And it seemed to her that morning as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew, almost as if the whole world was singing for joy. The trees, tiny sounds in the grass, the birds, her heart. Was God really making everything sad come untrue? Was he making even death come untrue? She couldn't wait to tell Jesus' friends. They won't believe it, she laughed. Of course they didn't. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. May God bless us and keep us and may we always know him alive in our hearts. Amen. Amen.